Demon Seed. Lockhart, you must be mistaken. It's now, it's here. Come on down here and help us. Demon Seed. Paranormal existence. You mean to say you came here purposely? The first move in the great conspiracy had been made. Hello, Reese. How's it going? Yeah, how are you? Uh, nice well, to see you. It's, it's been good. A, while. a wonderful puncture of mushrooms bind you. It's it's some some basic flora and fauna going nice. on there. That's that's the outline of a dandelion. Nice. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, quite nice. Gives a sort of uh, outdoorsy feel to the uh, the experience. Cool. You know, if you're going to be in a room, make it make it feel like you're outdoors. That's, that's what I say. That is what you say. Um, great show lined up today. Um, two young boys. One of the younger boys is out drinking, so we're not going to yeah. see him today. Um, let's start the show with uh, a little session I called "What Drink Are You Having?" Now, before we start, you've obviously given a, given the I game did, away a I little bit. It for you. I'm very sorry. That's okay because a lot of people may only be listening. Not everybody gets this in video format. But not everyone goes to YouTube to watch this video. Exactly. And who would bother? Because <laughs> it's fucking terrible. So let's just, okay, let's start with, I'll say, what drink have you got? And then you just introduce the, the drink. So, Reese, what drink have you got? I have got Pepsi. It's... Brilliant. And then do you want to do, do it on me okay. then? Okay, Okay. There you go. Have a sit. And then just give a quick taste test. What do you, mm. Tell me what you get from that. It's, um, it's bad for my teeth. John, mm. what drink have you got? Good. So I've got, I'll show you the bottle. Type of beer. Hobgoblin Gold, nice. The sort of drink people who wear tie-dye t-shirts and do games workshop with. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's a nice drink, but it is very much a sort of West yeah. Country. Unaware of you know, you'd be. Yeah, and you there's a, there's, a, there's a range of them, but well, I mean, one of them primarily, you should be about 40. Yeah. You... Probably a bit on the heavy side. Steampunk you might wear style glasses. Steampunk style glasses, top hat with a pair of goggles on the yeah, on yeah. the top hat. Um, you've you've got like a leather gilet that you wear over the tie dye yeah. t shirt. Um, you smoke a, a bit of weed, a bit of sort of soap bar or, or a little bit of Thai grass. You know, you have a little bit occasionally. You think you you think you're sort of shoving it to the man by still living with you've your mother. You've watched the original and... animated Lord of the Rings fifteen times minimum. The, and you talk about Ralph Bakshi, the director, like like he's some yeah, sort of yeah, god. Exactly. And do you know what? After after describing that, I would happily swap my life for you that. Basically, describing half and just of my social my group. <laughs> <laughs> basically, smoking weed, watching Lord of the Rings <laughs> on DVD at your mum's house, and when she goes away, you get some of the lads round, and they Stop all come round, and another, you just for another week. Oh, brilliant. And you fucking, you get a bit of weed in and you fucking, you have a fantastic life. And you do that until you yeah. die. What's wrong with that? What's Nothing wrong is with a life that? well lived. It is, exactly. So a you life well lived. And if you... On small figures that you paint. Warhammer. Yeah. Exactly. That's another one. Warhammer. That's what it's all about. And I've learned so much about these things throughout my life because I think we're at an age group now yeah. where originally... What we saw the birth of those things like Warhammer, 
uh, and the sort of you know obviously like the, the madness that goes with things like Lord of the Rings. In the early days, what? it was what? very hard to get your hands I'm on these me. things. And to be honest, Reese, I was intrigued by Warhammer. I was, and, and when there used to be a shop, there was one of you. I used to go there. Now, but this is pre-Warhammer, oh, really? right? There was a there was a comic shop in Newport called called the Negative Zone, oh, wow. right? Now, and it was run by a bloke called Terry. And I had a mate. This is a micro memory of sorts, right? I had a mate called Graham Selwood, uh, and <laughs> quick micro memory. We used to at lunchtime in school. We get Graham Selwood to hold onto the double doors of of the main hall, and then three of us would take a leg each and spend the entire lunch hour holding his legs and trying to pull him off of the doors, knowing full well that if he let door. Let go of the door handle, so he'd smash his face on the top step. But he never did it because he had incredible strength and he did taekwondo. But anyway, Graham introduced me to um, uh, the negative zone, right? Which was was originally, and this has got this this story's got no relevance to anyone, and it goes absolutely nowhere. So it's a real waste of I'm, time. I mean, that's, but that's it used to fit. be, it, yeah. it works really well. Um, it, it used to be in an office above. Uh, if if you if you know Newport or if you've ever been to Newport or, or if you know anyone who's from Newport, there used to be a cafe called Scarlet's there, but it was there for like 25, 30 years or so. And that that building that it, it was in an office above that. It's opposite the and train I'd still station. Scarlet's was opposite the train station, but it was on the high street. Do you know where the Murringer yeah, yeah, pub yeah. is? Yeah, no, I know, yeah. Same side as the Murringer, yeah. just go down a bit. And it was a big American style cafe. It was, it was there for years. It was named after, this is another good fact that it will go nowhere and nobody can have any relevance to this. It was named after Scarlett O'Hara of Gone with the Wind. And that's why it had a red theme, right? Um, incidentally, I ate there once. They, again, why, this will, why, this why will go, go for nowhere. themes anymore? Why do they, why do they call it like Louisiana fried chicken? Why, you know, pick a character from the film. Exactly. You know, build exactly. a brand around it. Yeah, why don't exactly. they do that anymore? Terminator beef burgers. Do you know what I mean? Why don't they do that? Fucking idiots. But um, on, on one occasion, we went to Scarlet's and um, my mate Eugene ordered the pancakes. And in those days, you could smoke a fag in there. So we'd often go in and have a, right. a hot Pancake drink and a fag. fag. It was brilliant. And he ordered the pancakes and the woman who ran it, ran the place for years. Very, very long, dark hair. Very quiet woman, very respectable. And uh, she, she did a great trade there for many years. But the one occasion he bought the pancakes, there was a long hair cooked into the pancake, and that will stay with me forever. Uh, but anyway, and anyway, this office, this office. Go on, go primary on. Micro school, memory. Bryn Primary School in Partner Fries. <laughs> every Christmas, they they make Christmas puddings, but they put actual change in the puddings, which is dangerous for your teeth, but also very unhygienic. And I remember. It is a tradition, though. Buying it to my Christmas pudding and find a 20 pence piece on my tongue. <laughs> I acted like I won the lottery. <laughs> this podcast is great. Um, anyway, the um, the offices above Scarlet's, uh, this is where Terry rang the negative right. zone. And you'd, you'd go up to, up to this. And obviously, uh, these offices were meant for sort of accountants yeah. you know people with with serious proper jobs and terry oh, ran it and when you, I, this great 
Well, exactly. And, and Graham Selwood took me up there. And I, I seriously thought the moment I went in there, this man was, I mean, I don't mean, I, I think he's still alive. I don't know. And I don't mean this with any malice, but I thought he was going to sexually abuse me. We went in uh, <laughs> yeah, and there was, he, he put a, it was very, very strange because he was, he was a, he was a games person. And I, and again, I don't mean to be, I'm not, I'm not casting aspersions, but they can look a bit spooky that yeah. those people are into, you know, Warhammer well, was, and stuff. It's probably the double-sided keep. Well, exactly. And I went in there and he just had a wooden desk set up. And of course, in those days, comics were nowhere near as popular as, as they are now. And because they came over from America, he had like literally 20 comics. So it's an empty room with a man who looks like something from Lord of the Rings with 20 comics on display, a, a plastic sort of model, one of those things that costs about 250 quid. And it's like a scale model replica of, of yeah, Alien yeah, yeah. from yeah. Aliens. And uh, we went in there and uh, for about... Two and a half minutes, I thought he was going to do something terrible yeah. to my my bottom or my penis. I wasn't sure, um, but but he didn't. He didn't, and it it works out. It was just a, yeah. a comic shop. Just a purveyor of nerdy um, goods. Just a purveyor of nerdy. He was absolutely fine. But it shows that these people, although they look terrifying in their tie dye t shirts with their leather shoes, they're not always and, pedophiles. And they're not. They're not always. You know, some of them are decent it's people. And keep yeah, that in mind. I, I yeah. used to go. I used to go buy next, comics from the indoor market in Newport. Well, do you know what? I think I think he transferred the business to the Harvey. Market. I might have known him. Terry. Do you remember also called Cardiff Terry? Indoor Market at a comic store as well? Yeah, it did. I don't, again, I, I, don't, I, I never really bought Thank comics, you. but I had a lot of mates who were into yeah. them. Um, you know, and then um, they used to bring them in and show them to me. And they, there was one of them I, I'll never forget. Uh, it, it was... They used to say things like, oh, they're really good, these comics, because they've got like stuff in them you don't see in normal comics. And one explained this this series of of because it wasn't like the it wasn't like the Beano or Dennis no, no, no. the Menace. These were, you know. And one of them he said, Yeah, this this superhero uh, comic book I've got, uh two of the super superheroes have yeah. sex. And he bought the comic in. <laughs> he bought the comic in and he showed me uh, a picture of two superheroes oh, oh. united through coitus, essentially, yeah. but flying up in the air. And he op- he, he excitedly yeah, opened the, the comic yeah. book up, Reese, and he showed me the picture. He said, "Look, yeah, that's that picture I told you about of two superheroes having in sex." The and, and I, yeah, and I, I verified that I'd seen it with him, uh, and then I, I didn't know what else to do from there, so I just, you know, I stepped back. <laughs> I, you know, I remember you know. one of the comics that bought it might have been Newport Cardiff. Um, I used to yeah. buy ones that I thought were funny. So I wondered it was just said Superman versus Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I, I this is another great original Mr. T comic. He had his own comic line. It was just Mr. T no, just going around doing stuff. Surely that's got to be worth something to someone. Well, I, I, I just, Have you tried to Google it? worth me hanging on and putting it in my shipping container when I moved to Canada. So, so you, you still it? got it? Have you yeah, still yeah. got it? Brilliant. Put it on eBay. Or well, if you like it, keep it. I was looking at a 1952 um, Valiant comic that is basically talking about how everyone's going to drive a hovercraft by the year 1984. So, perfect. Again, you see, so so there's some educational is. element to these comic things. I don't, I don't yeah. really understand how all of it works. Yeah. I think I like some right. of it, and I know now that if I go into um, a bookshop. Yeah. You know, a Waterstones. I don't know what your what's your Canadian equivalent just oh, out of interest and, um, of Waterstones. Indigo. Okay, so if I was a Canadian, I'd go into okay. Indigo. 
over here are going to Waterstones. Yeah. And they have a section, graphic yeah. novels. And I'll, I'll always want, wander over and have a look and I'll see some really interesting looking I'm, stuff. And then I'm like, I'll pick it up, but I don't know, yeah. I don't know what's happening. I, I actually don't know what's happening. So I'll look at it and then I'll, and I'll be like, oh, that looks quite good. And then I'll see the yeah. price is about 35 quid. And I say, do I want to spend 35 quid on something that I don't well, also, understand? It's got pictures, so you'll read it fast. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, but I do like a good yeah, picture. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. Rec- you know. I recommend. Have you ever heard of Mouse? Now, Mouse is very, very yeah. famous. And I, I learned about that. Thank you. Well, a bit grim, a bit heavy by all accounts. <laughs> I learned about that in, in the late 80s, and I've always wanted to read it. But again, uh, I've just never bothered because I'm lazy, yeah. you know. So no, me too. That's about as I far like as graphic I can, novels and comics you know, are dyslexic and therefore intimidated. By works words. easily. <laughs> so, yeah, which or, is fine, you know. I mean, you know, it's it's what it's all. About. Quick micro memory. <laughs> in about um, oh my god, in about the third year of secondary school, I went in one day to school Ready? and I was oh, late, sorry. and I had to go to my classroom and I was walking through the yard hoping no one else would see me because I get in trouble and Christopher Griffin turned up out of nowhere he was just skiving and I I said alright Chris how's it going he said yeah he said what are you doing I said I'm going up to the lesson because I'm late and he said are you I said yeah and he went I'm not and then he said look at this though and he got out a piece of paper that he folded really neatly in, into eight pieces. I remember that because I remember thinking he's folded that into eight pieces, which is obviously what? means he cares a lot for this bit of paper. What? And in the middle of the yard with no one else around, he unraveled it. And he what? revealed an exceptionally well-drawn, highly detailed picture of what? Garfield. But he'd given it a penis and it was spraying sperm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I commended him on how good it was and asked him what he was going to do with it and he said he didn't know. And then I went to my lesson and I never saw the picture again. My memories. I, my memory. I decided when I was a kid to make my own comic that it was shit. It was called Accident Prawn. And it was about a prawn who kept falling over. And that was it. That's all I got. I had a mate and when he was younger... Him and a couple of his friends got together and they they created a small magazine called Jokes and Puzzles. <laughs> they they made about three or four copies of it and then they went round where they lived trying to sell it to people. Nobody bought it. <laughs> Great micro-memories. Great micro Comprehensive. I was a prefect, so I had a locket. Only prefects could have lockets at a different tithe. And to make you feel like you had, you were important. And I remember I had Napster, and you could download music illegally. And it was whenever, when Metallica was going crazy, because you could download music illegally. And I was downloading music illegally and burning CDs and selling them out of my locket. <laughs> Kid in my school, around about 1990. When the Bart Simpson, Bartman craze kicked in, which pretty much introduced most of Britain to the Simpsons, because a lot of us didn't have Sky then, so our first real introduction was do the Bartman the song. And I couldn't get my head around whether I liked the Simpsons or not, because I didn't understand the song, and I'd never seen an episode before. But for some reason, it got really high in the charts, and everybody was talking about it, and Matthew Reynolds, a.k.a. Egghead, 
had a younger brother. Actually, it could have been Egghead himself. I can't remember. The mind is foggy, but he went into the computer room and he printed off all the words to do the Bartman and then sold them around the school for two pence a copy. And I clearly remember at the time thinking two pence, there's no way he's going to make a profit off of that. And I didn't buy it anyway because I didn't like the song. And it wasn't until several years later when I went round to my mate's house on a Sunday and he had Sky and I saw an episode of The Simpsons where Bart and Homer go camping and Homer gets mistaken for a Bigfoot. And I thoroughly enjoyed the episode and I thought, I get it now. I still think the song's shit. But Simpsons is all right. Like my parents, like my parents skip because my dad got ripped off by a dodgy accountant when I was six. So for the only holiday they could afford was a ferry ticket and a ballroom tent. So they decided to drive to France, and it was shit because I was too small to see out the window, and it was hours in hot weather. And at one point, I, I begged them for chocolate milkshake, and they said no, you won't drink it. And then I got and I didn't like it. I squirted her out the car window, but they wouldn't notice. And we pulled up, half the car was brown. So they knew. But anyway, we, my mother was had a bad back from sleeping on the floor for two weeks. So she told my dad he had to go into a hotel. So we went into a hotel. And um, my dad went out to the bar. And uh, I, for the first time ever, I watched The Simpsons, but it was in French. <laughs> I, in about 1991, 1992, my aunt used to work in like France or somewhere and she had a mate who was French and many years after working there, her mate now had kids and one summer, one of her sons came over and stayed at my aunt's house for the summer. And part of the holiday, they lived in England, you see, and part of the holiday he came to Wales and stayed at our house. So I hung out with him for the summer and we had a right rollicking good time. And the next summer, they said, you want to come to France? So I went to France and stayed with his family. And it was the first time I tried brioche. And this was like 1991 when no fucker had had brioche, but I had it and it was really nice. Anyway, you can gauge exactly what year this was because at one point we went to the cinema and we saw Back to the Future 3, but the whole thing was in French. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant micro memories there. Started off with a bottle of Hobgoblin and we've gone down a a trip down memory lane. I actually found some content to talk about. Oh, I tell you what, I, I've I've got an idea as well f- for something for some content as well. What? So, sh- should we just bookend this part of the podcast? We'll call that intro intro plus Michael. Yeah, and then just, do you want to do uh, my boys, my boys to move to next? Yeah, phase? yeah, yeah, yeah. Please two. Yeah, my my boys, my boys, my yeah. wonderful boys. Each one of you has been so very, 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 very attentive in your in your instructions what? I've given you to carry out for your jobs, your work, your what? daily chores. You deserve a prize. 
Jill, for you, the strangest named of all the boys, this fish finger. Ridian, for you, this bowl of Kellogg's start. And for you, Nathaniel, the sweetest of all the boys with the smallest hands and the, the softest skin. For you, this empty box of Dr. White's sanitary protection, gifted from my wife before she died after being hit by a motor car in 1985. Shh, don't tell anyone, Ridian. I drove over her. I fucking hated the woman. Get the cape. It's time. <laughs> How's that oh, brilliant. intro? That's good. Good. That's it. So, so this this bookmarks the second section of the podcast minus mark yeah. this week. Yeah. Very exciting episode. My, my, we call so. this. Oh, yeah, I just, I just, I'll, I'll yeah, warm it up. I'll build into it. We call this segment of the podcast content, <laughs> and each time we. <laughs> Each time we carry out this segment of the, the podcast, Reese, who produces the show, finds a little bit of content and he springs it on us and we discuss it. We break it down. We have a look at what it, what cultural worth it's got. We bounce a few uh, ideas between each other and then we uh, come to a conclusion. Yeah. So, Reese, if I, if I just, I'll take like a beat of silence and I'll say what? content. And then later on in, in post-production, you can put some echo over it and then we could go into the future yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah. How does that, okay, you ready? Okay, hang on. Content. Do you want to do the Thames TV? <clears throat> oh yeah, go on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'll, and yeah, okay. And I'll join in with the end bit, and then and then I'll. Content. Um. So, uh, this is called Talking to Aliens. It's frozen. It's on my back. Is it frozen? Ah. No, I'm back. Good. You're back, and that was that was that was a. Re- I've got it. That was a very smooth segue <laughs> as well. So good. Um, that was this, good. This okay. is. I wanted it for all time's sake. I tried to find something paranormal yet. Um, um, it's called talking to aliens, and it's, I did for ways people have tried to talk to aliens. So, um, okay. In, 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 the, in, eight, in the 1820s, there was a German mathematician called Carl Friedrich, and. Can you can you do this? Sorry, sorry. I do, you know, do voice, have do Could you do it in a slightly slower, slightly sinister, spooky, okay, voice? And also, do you mind if I vape while you're nope. vape away? Okay, okay, yeah. So a bit like this. In 1984, a German scientist called okay. Dean Trixo. Okay, okay. In the, yeah. in the 1820s, German mathematician Carl Friedrich concluded the best way to converse with the aliens would be to make a message they could see from above. So he ventured into the Siberian forest and systematically cut down trees to make a massive triangle. And in the triangle, he planted wheat. He also transmitted sky telegraphs using a heliotrope, which was his own invention to reflect sunlight towards the planets. Two decades later, Joseph von Littrow thought the moon was inhabited came up with the idea of digging huge, simple-shaped trenches in the Sahara Desert, filling them up with oil, and setting them on fire. <laughs> Would you like that? That, do you know what? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, if aliens, I, 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 and again, it's brilliant content because, you know, with a podcast, you need yeah. content. And what we've, what you've done there is generate a whole minefield of, of exciting ideas and, and, and concepts we, we can speak about, which is brilliant, yeah. you know. I've got, um, I've got another. I've got another story. 
Well, before you hit that, let's let's just break down what, okay. what you've, you've given review. us there. Let's, let's review. That was the content. Let's now review, review the content. Yeah, let's let's yeah. have a review. So obviously, you know, at the moment in the in the papers, online, um, you know, on the radio, TV, a lot of people, even people who don't believe in this, are talking about images that are being seen Fine, on the news. John finally is uh, used to say the third eye is being opened. The third eye is being opened, and on. In some cases, it's the fourth eye, if you think about yeah. it. I mean, if you really think about it, it's the fifth eye, because there's two at the front. There's one down in between the legs, and there's one at the back. So this is technically the, the fifth eye is being the opened here. Um, yeah, and what, we, what we're seeing here is people are slowly being indoctrinated into what I call the inner truth. Yeah. You know, these things are happening, and something big is going to be revealed. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, yeah. these 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 people have tried to draw attention from these, whatever they are by digging a large trench and setting fire to it. Now I've mentioned this on the, on the podcast previously in the very late eighties, I went up to a derelict house at the top of my road and me and this other kid got a box of matches and did a genie with a piece of dog shit. We we lay matches. The we, we stuck matches in the dog shit, the length of it, like a hedgehog. All, and then let it, shit and it stank. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's the analysis yeah, of that yeah. section Good. of the... Brilliant. So if we go into the next segment of Phase content, three. and shall I just do a pause for a second, say content, do, and, then, and then you put an echo TV. Yeah, yeah, sure, cool. Oh, John, he's about 20th century folks. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, it's just different, isn't it? Yeah. Content. Okay, so um, artist Joe Davis decided that images weren't enough to send into space to communicate with aliens. He felt... He felt he needed to tell aliens about human reproduction. In- could you just sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to no, speak sorry. over you. Could you do a bit? Could you do a bit more of this? He decided to but, tell the humans above about so a bit, a little bit more. To be honest, a little bit more okay. like a pervert. That's the side of the town. It's a bit more about human reproduction. So that section, therefore, decided to do his part to remedy the problem by creating a spelled message. That was sexually sexual and unique human. It would contain the sounds of vaginal contractions. Somehow, <laughs> Davis convinced a group of ballet dancers to let him record their vaginal contractions with a special device he had designed himself, which included a sensitive pressure transducer <laughs> using MIT's Millstone radar. Millstone Hill radar. Davis was able to send about twenty minutes of his transmission into space. I thought the US Air Force caught wind of the project to put a stop to this. <laughs> Nevertheless, the transmission was still longer than Carl Sagan's message, and it has already reached two star systems. This is the content they come for. This is the. Co- so let's just break that down. So the second, this is a great podcast in, in a way. You know, we we this is as as we call it. The section of the show is called content, and this really okay. is the. It's gone up a notch, yeah. here, Reese. 
okay, so first you told me about Netflix show, the premise of that. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And it's really forward thinking. I mean, what he could have done technically is just smashed his bell end against a microphone and take that. But he took it a step further and thought, no, I tell you what, what's more important is to hear a ballet dancer's front bottom making a squishing (laughs) noise will clearly draw aliens into space. Interestingly, Michael Memory, when, when I was a kid, we went on the school geography trip to Hilston Park. I don't know if you've ever been to Hilston Park, Reese. Have you ever heard of Hilston Park? Basically, it had been a sort of manor house, a stately home. And then at some point, it had been taken over and become an educational centre. So you can imagine quite a splendid looking house, which had its original floorboards ripped up and they were covered in lino, but all the bedrooms had been turned into sort of dormitories with shit bunk beds in them. The glory days were long gone and now it was just overrun by shit kids. And there was a ping pong table in the games room. First up, when we got there, on the first night, they said, what do you want to do? You're allowed to watch a video if you like. And if you remember in the 80s, they used to wheel out a television on a set of wheels with big chrome legs. And we all got excited because one of the kids said, I've got a video. And they said, what is it? And he said, it's Robocop. So we got it out. Uh, this copy of Robocop wasn't to be confused with the other copy I mentioned in a previous episode that was a pirate owned by a mate and his mother had labelled it Robot Policeman. This was a different version. But my mate still a pirate copy anyway. And he got it out and the teacher put it in. And Mr. Marnie ran a very tight ship and he was a very strict teacher. Sat there with us. And when that BBFC certificate came up, he said, this is an 18 rated film. Possibly 15, I can't remember. But he clearly said, you're not old enough for this. So he turned it off, which pissed us right off because we had nothing to do for the rest of the evening. So we retired to our bedrooms. And this is the part of the micro memory that's very similar to the story you just told me. But instead of recording some ballet dancers' squishy vaginas and trying to broadcast it into space, he's got a stiffy and put a torch behind it and projected his bell end onto the wall. And we all looked at it. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned his name. Maybe you should bleep that bit out. It's a classic memory. Some kids hit a porno mag up the chimney in one of the rooms as well. I think... If my mind serves me correctly, it was room number seven. And if for any reason you've got kids who are going to Hilston Park on a school geography trip, tell them to go into room number seven in the boys' dormitory and look up the chimney. There might be a porno mic from the 80s up there. But Michael, quite about 30, 40, went skiing to Austria at the school. It was a 26-hour bus ride, and it was hell. <laughs> we we had a room in a really old big wooden hotel in Austria and we had about six beds in it and we all decided to start lighting our farts because somebody brought a lighter except one of the boys probably pulled his boxes to the side and put the lighter right by his ring and actually sucked the flame back up <laughs> and our room smelled like burnt bum his for the rest of the night. <laughs> Micro memories. <clears throat> Mr. Marnie, who I mentioned in the previous story, was running one of his standard science lessons one day. 
And as I said, he ran a tight ship, so he really fucked around in his lesson because he was a right pain in the ass. Incidentally, he always kept his loose change in his pockets. And when he wasn't teaching, he'd walk around the school with his hands in his pockets, jiggling the change. And we used to say that he had chainmail underpants and it helped him wank. But that's nothing to do with his story. The fact of the matter... You've frozen. Can you hear me now? I've just come back. Yeah, go back there. Yeah, yeah. How far did I get in the micro memory before I paused? Turn about cheap mail. Yeah, Mr. Marnie, we used to reckon he had chain mail underpants to help him wank. But that's not the story. One day, maybe the punk, one day, we were cleaning up a science experiment. And as you know, in science classrooms, quite often there's a there's a sink, one of those gooseneck taps, and a couple of gas taps. And as we were cleaning up, I walked across the room to put the gauze and the Bunsen burner back wherever they were supposed to go. And Courtney Hutchins had leant across the table and put his mouth over a gas tap. And he was inhaling deeply. And as I got closer to the desk, he stopped inhaling. He sat upright, looked at me. His face went purple. He started to shake slightly. And then he coughed up blood into the sink. And when he realised what he'd done, he'd shit himself because he knew if Mr. Marnie saw it, he'd be in trouble. So he reached across and turned the tap on and washed the blood away. And to this day, that's been our little secret. (laughs) (laughs) Great micro-memories. School. I got got another talk to alien section on Facebook. Okay, well, I get... I'll just, I'll just, you know, obviously that was segment two of uh, yeah. content that we've just done there. So let, let's move swiftly now and very smoothly onto segment three of this segment of the show we call content. Okay. So once again, let's throw another ident in. If you want to put um, a favorite bit of music branding over the top, and I'll throw in the term Trying content to do on top of that. Inside. So, okay, yeah, yeah, that's duh, a good one. Duh, 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 duh. Content. Okay, so. Um, okay. What voice do you want? Well, I'm, I'm going to pull um, a very good range, but okay, okay. Just we'll just do this one. Um, um, I tell you, read, read the first line to me, and I'll see what what feel I get from it, and what what I want you to portray. In, so just read the first line as in you would. 2008, the research institute IceCat. That's good. Okay, so try it like this. I know I know you're not you're not big on accents, but what about a very slow perverted but Irish and just hold it as long as you can in it doesn't matter what it sounds like but do your best at a slow perverted <laughs> Irish okay in 2008 the research institute ice cat broadcast a Doritos advertisement into space for six straight hours amazingly the palate wasn't intensely vaporized by aliens <laughs> The radar message was sent as an MPEG coded in ones and zeros and detect directed potentially habitable solar system in Ursa Major at a mere 42 year, light years away. The astronomers involved explained the wild normal television advertisements also drift off into the universe. <coughs> Their signals disappeared to the point they become drowned out by space noise. The Doritos broadcast was sent at 500 megahertz ultra-high-frequency radar, and thankfully will reach his destination intact. 
So again, great bit of content and, and great work on the voice on the voice work. Pretty, I know you don't do a lot of that, so it was it was it was. But you tried. That's you know that's what's important. That's what that's, what the, that's what the patrons and the listeners appreciate is the effort that we put into this. Yeah, that's that's what they yeah. come here for. You know, and again, you know, with with Mike not being here this week, you know, we're one man down. So we, I think we're we're putting a bit of extra effort. Well, I know. I got like like vagina space messages. Exactly. You don't get you don't. that every week. You know. Um. So again, phase three of the content there. Well, he's frozen. A again. well-known brand. Hang on a minute. Let's have a look. Can you can you hear me now? Let's have a look. Can you hear me now? Still frozen. Can you hear me now? I'm I'm coming back. I think I'm coming still back. Still frozen. Hang on a minute. I'm I'm a back it's now. Coming back. It's coming back slowly. I'm a back now. I'm a back now. I'm a back now. Is it back? Does it work now? He's almost back. Luck with that. Opening the recording tab to learn more. While he's coming back, I'm going to talk about the story of Charman. Um, you might not have heard of Charman. I don't know if you can hear me, John. But I'm going to talk. I, I can hear Hello. you. I can, I can hear you. Okay, Charman. It's a story that's been passed down for decades in California. Um, uh, so in 1948, a large brush fire swept to the Waja Valley, destroyed most of the valley, including the homes, and it took several days for the flames to die down. And according to legend, the man and his son lived in a small house outside the town. The father was killed in the fire, and the son survived and was burned. So when someone finally reached their home, the son had gone insane, and he'd hung the body of his father by his feet from the remains of a nearby tree um, and wore his skin. Um, and he, there he continued to live mad and charred. Um, apparently, Charman has disturbed people for decades on the Creek Road, and uh, he haunts the Creek Road Bridge, locally dubbed Charman Bridge, and attacks people walking at light at night. Um, John's gone. It's just me. Um, let's find another one. Another um, story. Um, <laughs> So the, the beast of Bladenborough is from North Carolina, urban legend, cryptid from the 1950s. Um, for nearly a week, the community was held hostage by a large cat-like vampire creature. Um, and uh, we called mass hysteria, and an influx of vigilantes with guns came in to search the area. Um, the victims of the beast were eight dogs, a family of kittens, and one lamb. And eventually, the creature moved on to human victims, attacking a woman in uh, January who was startled but not harmed. Um, it was on TV, um, and a lot of people came to the area to search for it. At one point, a small town of about 790 people had been uh, had attracted 800 of 1,000 hunters during the, pa- the panic. Um, and they'd, by, the, by the end of the month, 100 produced the corpse of a 11.5 kilogram bobcat which seemed to keep everybody happy. Um, and every year today, they have Beast Fest, which is a celebration of all the attacks. It's just me. Top 10. I don't know where John's gone. I'm just going to send him a message. Wow. See where he is. Um, yes. 
So, so please, Matt, I'll just, I'm just trying to reconnect. Here you go. That's what he said. Hello, hello, Reese. Um, just said that this, Matt, I've just, I've just tried to reconnect now. Hang on. Just, just said he's just trying to reconnect now. Hang on. Um, have you ever been disconnected from a Zoom message? Are you are you still recording? If you are, just do an interview with me via via this and to connect. He's I, back. I'm, I'm back. Look, perfect timing. Look at that. I, that. I was playing your voicemail messages that you sent. Oh, just then perfect. To... Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I told two stories that I'm not going to tell you. Um, do you know what bonus content? I've got to listen back well, to for it you. Now. Just for you. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. You should um, listen to the episode to find it. Is that the content section done there, or have you got more content there? That's 40 minutes in, I'm done. I'm spent. Do you, I just thought very briefly then, could we do a very quick regressive hypnosis? I thought that's something, if you if you just go online and just look up for some of the questions to ask for regressive hypnosis, and I'll just am I it. Am I asking you? You hypnotise me, put me under, and then take me back into I'll the time. Script. Okay, and then you and 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 you just you know just do the countdown from ten, and, and we'll have a quick. You would do that. Good, good hypnosis scripts for past life regression and progression. Brilliant. Just ask me some of those questions. Obviously, you've got to you've got to you've got to. I'm going to pay for them. This is a good paywall. I tell you what, I'll just make some up then. Um, I, okay. Hip, okay. Right. Ready. Hip, Hypnotize me. Close your eyes, John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So imagine that you're. Um, are you are you comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Comfortable, yeah. Are you ready to go into a, a trance? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, can, can you right? Is a chair good? You're good. Yeah, for, I'm comfortable now. Yeah. Okay. So, so take a deep breath. I hold it for fifteen minutes. Okay. okay. You can yeah. breathe out. It's fine. Okay. I'm, I don't, yeah. Okay. Um, if you want to move, you can. Just stay okay. there. If you want to scratch your nose, you can. Just be comfortable. So. Um, so let all the tension go. So if imagine that there's tension in your head, let it go. Shoulders, gone. Feet, gone. Tiptoes, gone. Yeah. Um, let's take, a, take another deep breath and let it go. Now, unclench the anus. Just unclench. Are you unclenched? Yeah. 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 So imagine all the tension. Every time you breathe out, all the all like the bad stuff, like getting picked on, um, people saying mean things from skid marks, you. getting skid marks on a hot getting day, skid marks, yeah, on a hot day. Okay, or, yeah. Or even just to being so hot and sweaty, you worried that you've got a skid mark where it turns out it was just sweat. Yeah, and the smell of wet spaghetti in yeah. between. Yeah, the smell of like... that. Okay. Like yeah. When uh, you know when a when a girl, Something sharp goes up in your fingernail between your fingernail and your skin. Yeah, none of that. Um, when you when you wipe, and the paper rips and some shit goes on your finger. Imagine that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can't get it off. Yeah, it just doesn't come off. It doesn't come off. And, then, and, you, and, then, and by the time you finish wiping. It's still on your hand, and you you put your hand on the bathroom door handle, and it goes on the bathroom yeah. door handle. Imagine that. And then, okay. and then also like you, you you it's two p.m. It's like a few hours after it happened. Yeah. And you scratch your nose, and you realize your finger still smells, even though yeah. you watched it five times. All and, that. Breathe all that. And 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 just before I breathe all that out, 
obviously you you do that um, and you smell it and you forgot what you've done earlier. So you put your finger into your mouth and rub it on your gums like a TV cop testing cocaine. And then you realize why it's like that. And you, you yeah, put your own not shit cocaine. in your mouth. Yeah, you, D- put your own, you put your own shit in your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so now just imagine like a big fluffy blanket and you've okay. it. It'll be whatever yeah. color you want. Tall, beige. It's blue. It's light tan. blue. blue. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's super comfy and it's not matted with like anything yeah it's just, just nice and clean it's not like when you when you're in good state of friends I and use one of their towels so after you go shower and it's just there's it's dirt slightly, on it. slightly Cause, damp because the so, person whose house you're staying at is a bit dirty although you're they, mates with them they're a bit dirty and you don't not like very good yeah. looking after the towels no and you don't like sleeping in the spare bed but it's the only option you've got and it smells a bit like that slight smell of piss and you can't yeah. tell whether that's from sweat or just bad housekeeping. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm letting all that go now. <clears throat> all that's gone. Well, okay. you feel relaxed now. All those terrible things are gone. Yeah. And if you just count okay. down from ten to okay, get yeah. Me. So, so there's a there's a staircase made out of bouncy, lovely fluff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, every step you're going to feel deeper and deeper, and then by the time you get to the bottom of the fluffy steps, you'll, yeah. you'll be you'll Sleep. be um, yeah. Yeah. And there's a, the, and a stair lift, so you're going to go down on that. You don't even have to walk. That's sometimes it's done. A stand a stair lift. I'm on yeah. that. Yeah. So 10. And there's a nine. bucket. There's a bucket so I can piss in it. But yeah, okay, good, good. Yeah. good. You might need to go all the way down. That's yeah. fine. And you can have it, a shit and it doesn't matter. And it's got a little magic pine tree on it, so it doesn't smell. And, it, and your ass will be clean, whatever. But yeah, keep yeah, keep going for seven. Six, you don't need to wipe it, just clean naturally. But okay, yeah. Five, <clears throat> four, mm-hmm. three, yeah. two. Yeah. And one, and you're zero. You're under. You're in a velvety blackness of nothingness. Um, just um. So, so John, now now you're under. I want you to think back to before you were born, to the before times when maybe there are memories from previous lives, other lives you've lived that have been hidden from you by by the construct we know as today's reality. Can you, is, is there anyone who wants to say hello? 14th century France. 14th century France. I'm, I've been working the land. I'm a, I'm a shepherd. No, I'm a farmer. I'm a shepherd. I'm a shepherd. What's what's in, what's your name, John? Leon. Leon. 14th century France. I'm just walking back from the field. <clears throat> I've been tending tending to the sheep all day, but there's been talk in the village of. Revolution. People are angry. They're talking about going to cut the king's head off. But I need to get back home because I need to tend to my children, Francois and Francois Junior, my two children, who have both got whooping cough. But I'm very poor and I don't have much money. And when I get back, my wife has made a broth of onion. And barley corn. And she comes across the small barn we live in holding a pot of barley corn, but she's. Oh my god, she's fallen over and dropped it on Francois and Francois Jr., and they're both scalded badly. The skins come off their faces. I'm very upset. I can't take it any longer. Okay, Leon. We'll go back further. We'll go back further, Leon. We've seen, we've met John. Any, any, anyone else in it? 
anyone less traumatised? Maybe more of a PG history? World War Two. I'm a flying ace. RAF. Three four four squadron. We're about to go and drop some really heavy bombs on Dresden. We're all in high spirits, though. This is the is the third drop we've done this week, and everything's gone swimmingly. I'm a little bit upset because I was trying to trim my moustache earlier, and I I pulled it up a bit, and I've only got half a moustache, and all the lads are laughing at me. But I tell them I'll be blowing Hitler's moustache off if we if we make today's make today's run. I'm up in the air now. We're just approaching Dresden. I don't know if when we do this, you can put plane sound effects over the top to make it sound more realistic, but we're just approaching Dresden. No. Okay. There's some incoming flak. I'm just reporting to my rear gunner. We've been hit. We've been hit. We're going down. I can't bail out. Cockpit's on fire. Hurts. Really burning my legs. Ah, stinging. It's really stinging. We're heading towards the floor. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, it's... Anybody else? Is there a third person? Just to be neat, everything is good if it comes in threes. Is there a third person in there? Is there a third light that you've left? I can see bright lights. On a stage. People are clapping. And there's television cameras. And... There's someone else next to me. He's a bit smaller than me. He's got blonde hair. I'm Dustin G. I'm, I'm Dustin G. Les Dennis's comedy sidekick. Yeah, and I'm telling some jokes. And then I just died. Do you want to bring me out of the regression now? Because it's quite traumatising. Yeah, good okay, job. So, so you're going back up the fl- fluffy steps on the steer lift. There are five, four, three, two, one, and everything's fine. Wake up. Oh, fucking hell. Do you remember that? No, no idea what happened then. Not a lot. Okay, fair enough. Should we end yeah. the... Um, should we end it? We should. Well, we're about 50 minutes. Yeah, that's that's far too long as far so as I'm densely, concerned. So densely, there's a lot of micro-memories, stories about Trump to aliens. You <laughs> vanished and I talked about... Uh, uh, two Story different, two different cryptid beasts that you'll that I'll never, never know. know about because I'm never going to listen to this. So, and then we I hypnotized you, and you recollected three traumatic previous lives. Ah, nonsense! I don't believe in any of that. That's nonsense. You're yes, winding I, me up. You, I was just having a sleep. That's nonsense. That is, there's no way. Yeah. I, no and way. I, and I said to you, I was like, okay, I'll prove it. Where is the treasure? And then uh, you told me the exact coordinates. I went there, and there was treasure. It was amazing. Proof. Okay, that's nuts, Solid proof. Jesus Christ. I suppose we better just wrap it up then. Yeah, what, what are you going to do this week? What's your plan? Uh, actually, does this podcast come out this week or does it come out a week this later? Week. Is this okay. week, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to um, Derby to do... A, I've got two gigs in Derby this week. One in... in I, I don't know, I'm not quite sure, but they've invented a beef burger for us. <laughs> uh, and then I've got another one that's a festival on Saturday in Derby. So if you're in Derby or if you're passing... Nice. Uh, don't bother coming to the show. It's pathetic. Yeah, so anyone in Derby, um, I'm celebrating Canada Day this weekend. Oh, Canada. Have you learned the words to the national anthem yet? No. Good lad. 
And you just Merlin. Yeah. I can't remember the Welsh national anthem. No, either. I. Uh, 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 there's a bit that goes Una Nuli Me. That's the only bit I sing. <laughs> Go but, the glad bit. That's easy. But. Yeah, glad, um, glad. Do, 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 do. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. I got a new paddleboard. I'll try it out on the lake. Cool. Yeah, get yeah. it. Man. Give that a go this week. Well, that's 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 pretty that's much it, it then. Um, uh, just before I go, d- have you definitely got all the files from that? Because I have no idea if I, if I have to send you a file or record anything today. Yeah. It was a, no, it should be yeah. It's a it's a loaded, but we'll end the record and then I'll know. Brilliant. And then any any last like any pie of wisdom or advice you want to like a quote that uh, when people do those Instagram quotes in like yeah. fifty years. When I was young, my my pop came up to me. He said. Benny, what are you going to do with your life? I said, I don't, I don't know. I've got no idea. And he turned to me and he said, Benny, two cocks don't make a fanny. And to this day, I live by those rules. Two cocks don't make a fanny. Beautiful. And that's it. Perfect. Yeah. Meaningful. Yeah. I had to do a title card for that for social media purposes. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Fanny means ass. Of course it does for the uh, yeah. the other side of the world. So it's yeah. a bit of cultural difference there. Fanny two pack. two two was it two countries divided by the same language? Was that the reference to America and Britain or something like that? I mean Canada. Yeah, so it doesn't even matter, yeah. does it? No. And the massive ocean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll just topical, that submarine this week. That was a bit sad. That's, we wouldn't yeah. don't dwell on that though. <laughs> It was, yeah. It was. It was. Onwards and upwards, lads. Onwards and upwards. And then James Cameron just was like, told you so. Yeah. I knew that. Thanks, Captain Hindsight. Do you know what he'll be doing after Terminator? He'll be going, when when AI raises up and and take it, I told you so. Yeah, I told you that. I made a film. I made multiple films about that. Yeah. And um, yeah. So smarmy. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, you yes, know, let's no, let's uh, let's uh, roll on. Yeah, roll in. I, rolling, go, I go home, cut the grass, mm-hmm. and see you soon. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Paranormal existence. You mean to say you came here purposely? The first move in the great conspiracy had been made.